Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And in today's episode, we want to talk about the 1932 Todd Browning film, Freaks. Now, this is a continuation from our last week's episode when we talked about Spider Baby. I don't necessarily consider this to be in the category of dysfunctional family. That sort of category is, I don't know, I think it's sort of misapplied here, or don't you think? Yeah, if anything, the dysfunctional ones are the outsiders who are not part of the freak show. Right. And the freak's family is very functional. That's kind of the point. Right. But on the (laughs) surface, and especially the way this film was marketed, one would think that it's this, you know, traveling band, sideshow performers, and that they're sort of something to be feared, you know? So at least from that perspective, until you actually start watching the film, you might think that because these people look different and they have certain what do you call They have physical oddities, maybe. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I mean, so, and that's the whole point of the film, is that this movie, when it first came out, it was pre-censor, uh, the, the censor code thing that clicked in in the mid-1930s, which really sort of tamed Hollywood up until that point. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that that movie was pre-censor ship. And this movie was also during that era. And so certain things were allowed to be filmed. Uh, certain things were actually part of the final, certain scenes were part of the final cut. But uh, when they did their first uh, premiere, first screening, uh, supposedly people were running out of the theater. Um, <laughs> and, you know, not, and, and it, I think at one point I read something that they weren't just walking out, they were literally running out. They were running. And uh, <laughs> that's like uh, something that movies would brag of later. Right, exactly. <laughs> and all in all, this movie got a reputation for uh, because there was a group of people who didn't like this film because they thought that the that the freaks in quotation marks were being exploited. And then there was another group that just didn't want to look at people who were that different. You know, they're more or less disgusted by it. Yeah, they're they're falling in the lineage of like the free soil people from the 1800s and yeah. stuff like that. And MGM, which is the, the studio where the film was made, uh, supposedly, well, to go back, let's just rewind for a second. A lot of the people in this movie, they didn't use special effects. They actually used real sideshow performers, you know, so people who really did have these conditions, we could say. Uh, and so they're not really actors. I mean, they're they're actors in the sense that they're just doing their, what they would normally do in the circus, that kind of performance, and they just do it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, like there's this one guy that can roll a cigarette like just with his tongue basically and right. then there's this girl that eats she uses like a spoon with her foot and stuff like that right you know? well because she doesn't have arms yeah and so she learned from the time she was a little she was born without arms so she learned how to use her feet uh, it's it's pretty amazing to be honest i mean it's it's a real gift you know uh the man uh who can roll the cigarette he was born without legs or arms and so he, i think he's sort of like the human caterpillar or something is what yeah, he's called something, or so, like, something that. like that so yeah they all have their little acts that they do and some of them are given lines and and they do okay with their lines but the main people in this movie the main performers are um you know there's like maybe six people who don't really have any sort of condition so there's the this guy named hercules who's the strong man and then there's the woman on the trapeze and yeah isn't her name cleopatra her name is cleopatra (laughs) yeah they're getting all these like uh, historical literary names yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Hercules and Cleopatra, and they don't really have any, you know, any conditions that that's just 
they're just circus performers. And of course, uh, Cleopatra is very beautiful. And that's part of her act is that she's this, you know, stunningly beautiful blonde woman who, you know, does her trapeze act. And then there are the little people and there's two of them. There's Hans and Frida. And so most of the lines go to uh, Hans and Frida and also Hercules and Cleopatra. There's a couple other actors, right? Isn't there the clown? Uh, the clown? Yeah, yeah, I think the clown is like, he's one of the nice people yeah he's nice but i mean he has lines he's like a real actor yeah and then um there's another girl that's like just like a regular girl but i forgot what her job is going back to what i was saying before when this when this was being made by mgm you know the performers the real performers had to be kept in a separate tent because a lot of the movie stars who were working at MGM didn't want to, in quotations, look at them. Yeah, they were too. So, the the stars were too fragile <laughs> to or, encounter the yeah, different Yeah, they were people. just too snobby or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, this movie didn't do well when it first came out. I think it barely made enough money to pay for itself. It was considered a box office flop. And a lot of people just, you know, a lot of people didn't see it. And they just came to the conclusion that either uh, these people were being exploited, or people just didn't want to see a movie with people with these conditions. And it wasn't until the 1960s that it sort of uh, enjoyed a revival. And people realized when they actually sat and watched the film, that it's the exact opposite. I mean, it's a beautiful movie, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's very heartwarming. It's very wholesome, really, which is uh, like I kind of see it as being similar to like the movie It, like from the 90s, where it's like you start off, you think, oh, I'm going to watch this scary movie or whatever. But actually, it's more like just wholesome. It's about like family. It's about the family that you choose, you know, friends have each other's back. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've always thought it was really nice. And it makes sense that it would um, get popularity during the, what do you call it, the Cultural Revolution, where people are trying to embrace, like, be yourself, you know. And, yeah, and diversity. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And so the performers are, you know, they're all, like you said, I mean, they're part of a family. They accept each other. There is no exploitation in this movie. Uh, the real villain is Cleopatra. Yeah, she's and, the main mean one. And then Hercules is kind of like her lackey. Yeah, yeah. So they're, <laughs> you know, they're together as a couple. And then Cleopatra finds out that Hans is going to be inheriting a fortune or, or is, you know, his family is rich. So she decides that she's going to pretend like she's in love with Hans and then eventually marry him and then murder him. Yeah, she tries to poison him. And yeah, and, and inherit his fortune. And all the while, she's still with the strong man, you know, she's still with Hercules. She's not going to dump him. And he's, of course, he's assisting her. And uh, it, the plot's pretty straightforward. It just sort of unfolds that way. And there's no twist, really. Uh, you get through all of that. And Hans, while you can tell, he's really in love with Frida. And by the way, these are all German actors. And so there's a, a bit of German, which I enjoy <laughs> because I understand German. And so Hans and Frida are obviously meant for each other. You know, they're soulmates. Yeah, and but Frida has some really nice lines, like near the beginning, where she's talking about, like, her and Hans, they, they really see each other as, like, real people and everything, and that they're not, like, lesser than anybody else but that she can see through Cleopatra's like bullshit basically that she's just using them right right and of course she's jealous too and she's yeah. hurt and but Hans can't resist because I mean 
this is his one shot at having a normal woman, like we say, like for whatever reason, he is tempted by that. And of course, Cleopatra is beautiful. Yeah, she's, so, she's a high value person, as they'd say online. <laughs> so he falls for it and he thinks that Cleopatra really does have feelings for him and is really in love with him. So he agrees to marry her. And then she goes ahead and she poisons him and, and he almost dies. What winds up happening is they have a ceremony after the wedding. And it's a ceremony where, because they're such a tight-knit group and they're like a family, that they all have to come to agree to accept Cleopatra as one of them. So there's this really famous scene that's been quoted many times yeah. <laughs> at the table and they're saying, you know, you're one of us, you're one of us, goobble gobble, goobble gobble. Yeah, if you hear that, if you don't know and you've heard that in another movie, that's what it's from. Right, and it's it's <laughs> almost as if, and I know Todd Browning most likely thought this and you know, filmed it this way, was that it's almost, it has mystical qualities. It's almost like a spell that they're casting. It's sort of like a binding spell meaning that once we do this and if you agree and now you're one of us, to break this oath is dangerous. There will be ramifications. And of course, uh, they've all been drinking and Cleopatra is so arrogant that she's kissing Hercules right in front of Hans. <laughs> well, and she she also doesn't even get through the spell, I don't think. she's She like curses them all out. Right, basically. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so she, she can't even go along with it for like one dinner, basically. Right. I can't even remember if that was before or after Hans gets mad at her for kissing Hercules. But that was the next thing I was going to say was that she is offended by the whole ceremony, even though from their perspective, it's an honor what they're doing. And she doesn't understand it at all. And so she gets offended and she winds up throwing wine in their faces and, and cursing them out. She's truly like, I think she's one of the most evil villains in any film I've ever seen. She's just, she's such a horrible person. Of course, she's a great actress. And you know, in real life, she really got along with everyone on the set, but it's just a testament to how good of an actress she was. Her name is Olga Baklanova. And she, even though she has a Russian name, she said in an interview, that she was German, that she spoke German too. Oh, okay. and, and it's one of the reasons why she got along so well with the actor who plays Hans and, and the actress who plays Frida. But anyway, so yeah, she rejects this oath and the whole movie just, at that point, everything turns and Hans winds up getting sick and eventually he recovers, right? He recovers yeah. and then he goes to confront her. Yeah, and, because they his friends find the poison, I think. Right. This is where the editing comes in. Uh, the movie was originally 90 minutes long and it got cut down. I think the story is that one of the producers just decided from MGM decided to cut it without even asking Todd Browning. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was cut down to about a little bit over 60 minutes and a lot of really important scenes were taken out and then they had to add footage that they added an epilogue <laughs> to clarify what was going on at the end of the movie because everything unfolds so quickly at the end. It's kind of hard to understand, okay, what did I just see? But basically there's a Hans and a couple of his friends go to confront Cleopatra and there's a storm and she starts running away. The freaks are chasing her and she stops by a tree and then they cut away. The other girl who's not Cleopatra, but is also not one of the freaks, she's a SEAL trainer and her, right. na and her name is Venus. Right, and then the clown's name is Frozo, yeah, right? with Frozo a with a PH. With a PH, yeah. <laughs> so at the end, Hercules is walking towards Venus's caravan uh, with the intent of killing her because I guess she had figured out the plot to the, you know, to, to killing Hans. And she was the one who told everyone that they were actually trying to kill Hans with the poison. Yeah. And Frozo is there and he protects her as best he can. But of course they start fighting and then he loses the fight and he's pretty much, 
I think he's about to get killed. He's, he's being strangled. <laughs> well, Hercules, yeah, he starts choking him, and then there's, like, fire there, which I assume is real because, you know, this is the 30s, yeah. and they did all types of dangerous shit. And then right. Yeah, well, it's raining, and, yeah, and then they fall out of the caravan. Hercules is pretty much winning the fight, and then that's when the freaks show up. A lot of the small, the little people show up, and they've all got knives. Yeah, they're all gangster. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so one of them throws a knife at Hercules and hits him in the side and basically injures him enough to where it saves Frozo's life. And then there's this great scene where they're all just crawling in the mud and the rain, you know, and the, and uh, Hercules can't get up. So he's stuck and he's crawling away and they're crawling after him. It's really creepy. It's really well filmed. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And it, to me, it's like... It's very satisfying because, you know, everybody's like out for revenge. You yeah, know? yeah, because he's been so horrible along with Cleopatra. But they cut away. That's not all they cut. Um, so, <laughs> so you find out later on that one of the scenes that was removed was that he they castrated him. Yeah, and then at the end he's supposed to have like a castrati singing voice right. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's singing in a really high <laughs> falsetto and that's sort of how you know what happened to him. Yeah. Then Cleopatra. She's like in the pit as the duck lady. Right. She's the duck lady and her legs have been amputated. She's using her hands to stand. So that's why she looks like a chicken or a duck. And they've been webbed because they've been melted. <laughs> and I never read into all that. Yeah. And then uh, her tongue has been removed. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I've heard conflicting theories because none of the footage that was edited out was ever saved. I think it's all lost footage. But supposedly... When she was standing next to the tree, lightning struck and the tree fell and fell on top of her and crushed her legs. So that's what happened to her legs. And then we can also assume that her hands were affected, melted or burned also from the lightning strike. And uh, maybe she even bit her own tongue as a result of being shocked or something. So there is a theory that most of her injuries just came from the lightning, from the storm and the lightning and then the tree and, and all of that. And that's how she more or less was disfigured. Certainly they castrated Hercules and someone tarred and feathered her torso so that she would have, you know, she would look like a chicken or a duck. Yeah. But uh, there's obviously no sympathy for her. You know, she, she's more or less the whole moral of the story is, you know, what they did was horrible and they lost what was most important to them. The strong man lost his manlyhood and uh, Cleopatra lost her beauty. Yeah. So, I mean, they filmed this uh, epilogue at the end because I guess there was a worry that somebody, I don't know if it was Todd Browning or maybe MGM, didn't want the audience to think that Hans was that vengeful and, and that he actually he said, okay, let's go get revenge uh, because they really are lovable. You know, like Hans and Frieda are like supposed to be the good guys yeah. in the movie. So there's this scene where Hans has been living by himself now back, you know, in his mansion and Frieda goes to visit him. It's assumed that they wind up getting back together. And she says something like, I know you didn't go to Cleopatra to hurt her. You just wanted to confirm that she was the one who poisoned you or you wanted to ask her about the poison. And then everything got out of control. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do said, remember because they're by the fireplace. That was pretty common. I feel like back in like the early days of film, they would just add like these extra ending scenes to be like, you know, let's just wrap up everything, you know? Yeah, so that it more or less has a happy ending. Yeah. Anyway, that's our take on Freaks. We're going to continue this theme. Uh, I don't know what's coming next, but once again, next episode will have some connection to Spider-Baby. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. 
Thanks.